You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald, and we are just thrilled to have you here with us again today. Well, have you noticed how many people are wearing beards these days? I mean, it has become a movement. I am among these folks ever since I've gone out and become self-employed. I've decided to wear a beard, and I absolutely love it. I never have in my life up until now, and I really love it. And I wanted to know more about this movement and what is going on. Well, it just so happens that we are lucky enough here in the Treasure Valley of Idaho and in our region to have some beard experts, the Beardsmith, which is Wendy Rose, the owner of this barbershop and product company, is going to come on today and talk to us all about beards, the history of them, why people like to grow them, how you can shape them so they look good, how you can keep them feeling good, and how you should take care of them. Really a wealth of information and a ton of information in today's episode. I think you're really going to enjoy getting to know all about this, whether or not you can grow a beard. There's a lot of good information here for you or for the people that you love that go Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. Hey, you bet. I am really excited to speak with you. I am, I'm relatively new to the beard world. And so I have, I've always got a million questions. I became, I almost said unemployed. I became self-employed about five years ago. And at that point it was just mandatory that I grow a beard, but I still have not perfected it. And that's probably because I just don't pay enough attention. So I'm going to do this interview selfishly today so I can learn how to do this better. That sounds great. (laughs) All right. Well, what I'd like to do is start off just by asking you just about you. Just tell us about you, who you are, where you come from, and and kind of introduce everybody to you. Okay. Well, my name is Wendy Rose. That's the name I was born with. And uh, I've been mostly surrounded by men with beards my whole life. And so people with beards make me comfortable. And so I never really realized it until I was older. Uh, and I was trying to, I was contemplating what I wanted to do with my life. I was working in the corporate world. I've worked for Simplot and SuperValue as executive assistant mostly for those companies Mm -hmm. and decided that I just didn't want to be in the corporate world anymore. And I wanted to be more creative and be one-on-one with people and do something that was more authentic to my nature. And one day, one of my friends suggested that I become a barber because I love beards so much. Okay. And so this was about five years ago. And so I went and checked it out just to see if it was even possible to make any money as a barber. And turns out, you know, pretty decent living, nothing too crazy, but you know, it was a, it was seemed like a a really good career path to go down that would be better for me as a person. So I decided to just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone thought I was crazy, my, including my mom, who is a uh, third-generation barber. Well, she's a, she's a cosmetologist, but my grandfather was a barber, and then my great-grandfather was a barber, and so was my uncle. And they had a barber shop for about 50 years. Mm-hmm. And so it just seemed natural for me, and... I thought I was going to learn all about beards when I got into beard or barber school and they didn't teach anything about beards. <laughs> and so I really had to kind of teach myself. And so luckily I had a partner who was willing to grow a beard and I learned a process and 
with beards and I call it a beard smithing. And <laughs> he called me the beard smith when I first started. And that's kind of how it all started. And once I named myself the beard smith and started working, men just flocked to me. And that's kind of how it all began. <laughs> you have to have one of the most unconventional paths to being a barber that that is out there. I know. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> and in terms of uh, you became a barber so you could work with beards, but then you had to you had to get, the, I guess, the license or whatever it is and then go back and actually teach yourself how to do it. Yeah. So I had to get a barber's license. And so I had to learn how to cut hair, which was kind of like, to me, it was secondary and a little bit boring. It just didn't seem like anything great. Uh, we were just learning basic things in barber school. But then I found these guys. They have a barbershop in Rotterdam in Holland mm-hmm. called Scorum, uh, which means scumbag in uh, <laughs> English. Okay. And they were doing these amazing haircuts. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So that combined with my passion for uh, trimming beards and making men feel comfortable about having a beard. I think it's just like, I don't know. It's like saying, this is what I was born with and I should be able to have this as long as it looks nice. It's actually changing a lot of what's happening in society now. It's becoming like, you know how tattoos were taboo and then Uh they became kind of the norm. Yeah. I feel that's what's happening with beards now because we have focused more on beard trimming maintenance and, you know, beard products, those kind of things make men feel good about themselves. They just don't have an outlet to go and, you know, take care of something that's natural for them and feel good about their beards. So it's been, ooh, he has a beard, you know, maybe he's hiding something way back in the day, <laughs> you know, and that's just not how it is anymore. Well, I had seen on your website yeah. that it says home to Idaho's first and only Shoreham trained barber. So I was going to ask you what that is, but that's just trained by the, the folks over there in Europe? Yes, so they have a, a place called the Old School right across from their barbershop there, which is really popular. People stand outside for hours waiting to get into this barbershop. And uh, it's because these gentlemen brought barbering back, basically. And so they have these videos online and, um, you know, they, all the barbers in the world have kind of glommed on to them because you know, they kind of set a standard that is above, you know, just plain old haircut. And so they do really cool things like the razor-faded pompadour. They're bringing kind of like the 50s, the 40s, style back. Mm-hmm. And so along with the beard, bringing style back is kind of awesome, right? Because we just haven't had anything like that in a long time. Awesome introduction. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got to ask you, well, I've got a lot of questions for you about beards, and I'm on a clock here. I've got to get to these things. (laughs) Okay. No matter how cold it is, your dogs need water. So what do you do if it's freezing outside? Well, you could try teaching your pooches to build a campfire, or you can pick up a Farm Innovators heated pet bowl from D&B Supply. Farm Innovators heated pet bowls only come on when it's below freezing and feature anti-chew cords so Fido can't cut the power. And of course, they keep water from turning into ice on those super cold winter days. Farm Innovators Heated Pet Bowls, available at your favorite D&B Supply. When you're stuck out in the cold or want to cozy up in your off-the-grid cabin, a Honda generator gets you going. 
Stop by DNB Supply to pick up one of these power players. Quiet, lightweight, and fuel efficient, Honda generators make winter camping, ice fishing, and even power outages more bearable. Take on the elements in a way you can take anywhere. Get all fired up for anything the winter brings and grab a Honda generator at your neighborhood DNB. All right, Wendy. Well, now that we're back, I've got to ask you. So the Beardsmith, that was your nickname, and that turned into the name of your business then? That's correct, yes. And so now that's a line of products, and it's also a barbershop. Yes, it is. When I started working, patrons would ask, you know, about products that they might be able to use to help them uh, with dryness or with dandruff. You get beard drifts you know, in your beard sometimes uh, from the dry skin. And so the products that are out there were either really expensive oils that they would drip into their beards. And it was just, just seemed wrong to pay all this money for a product that really didn't do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so we did some research. Um, My partner really enjoyed cooking. And so he did some research and decided that he would come up with a product for the beard that would be kind of like a hybrid beard oil, beard balm. And so we created that and, you you know, asked my patrons to try it out and tell us what things they liked and didn't like. And then we adjusted the, the formulas to their liking and their scent you know, needs and everything. And it all worked. Well, Wendy, how long did it take you to become a barber? Like, how long is that training? You know, it only took six months. Okay. Well, that seems significant. Is it every day or is it once a week? I mean, how does that work? So here's how it works. You have to go to school five days a week and eight hours a day. And so for six months. And so uh, it's difficult. I was a single parent. Mm -hmm. And so it made it difficult for me uh, to go to school and be a mom and you know, get this done, you know, a six month period is a long time to go without making money. And, you know, I, I tried working at night and it was really difficult for me. So I had some help from my partner and we made it work and, and, uh, he helped me a lot. Well, I've got to tell you, you talked a little bit about the history of the beard a moment ago, and, and you talked about specializing in, in beards and the fact that it's becoming more and more mainstream Beards are the last thing I would have ever expected to have become something that was like a movement or something like that. But now that I'm able to, because in my previous career, I was not able to have any facial hair. Now I am able to, now that I've had a beard for several years, I don't like not having one. I definitely always want to have a right. beard, even through the summer. And I understand it, I guess. I guess I get it. But I mean, what do you think it is? Why is there this resurgence in men in men growing facial hair like this? That is a really good question. And it's absolutely my favorite question to answer (laughs) because I ask guys sometimes like what is it what made you grow a beard that's one of the first questions we ask what's your goals like why are you growing a beard (laughs) and I think barbers you know they neglect to ask those questions like why why are you doing this and it's mainly because they feel that it gives them what do I want to say it's kind of like freedom Mm -hmm. or they feel like it's the, their free, you know, natural nature to have a beard and why not? And they feel more themselves with a beard. So I feel that people are starting to become more ex- 
accepting about beards and they actually feel more comfortable with people that have beards as well. Mm -hmm. So I even have clients who have, you know, professional jobs Uh and they normally would require that you shave. That's an old kind of requirement. Mm -hmm. And now people are seeing like if the guy doesn't shave and they go into a professional place to buy something like salesperson or something, they, they actually go to the person with the beard because they feel like that person, they can relate more to that person. And so now a lot of companies are letting their, their employees grow a beard because it's actually a good thing. That's so interesting. It's, it's kind of going the other way. <laughs> That's in interesting. The world. Yeah. You know, I had this question because written. Men, men feel more comfortable with themselves, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly feel that way. Uh, and, you know, I, I spend right. I spend all my time on a farm in CUNA and uh, up here in my studio doing interviews. And I don't know. It, to me, I work with my hands and I work outside and I'm in the mud all day or the snow right now and all of that. And, and I just I feel like that's the way I should look. Yeah, you just feel more like a man, like yourself, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And I, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, you know, if beards, you, you mentioned kind of independence and freedom, but I guess there's something to it about it. You know, in this day and age when we work, so many people work in like air-conditioned offices or heated offices. I mean, we've got remote starts for our vehicles. You used to have to go out there in a cold truck and pump the gas pedal and get that thing started. Now you can sit in your house and hit a button and it starts. Maybe there's just something about feeling a little bit more rugged when everything is so easy for us. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think that here at the Beardsmith, people, lots of bearded men come to us because it's kind of like their own little club in a way. There's camaraderie also involved in it. When you kind of hang out with a guy that has another beard, don't you kind of go, wow, man, you know, that's, that's a pretty nice beard. And you guys kind of have this conversation and and it's like um, you feel like your brothers or, you know what I mean, closer to that person. Well, I'm going to say I'm not sure I've ever complimented another guy on his beard because if you're just hanging out with another guy and you do that, that feels weird to me. But I will tell you, I know. Well, <laughs> I will tell you, I do feel what you're talking about, though, that sense of camaraderie a little bit like maybe. Yeah, we yeah. both we both work with our hands or we, you know, we do labor and we're proud of it or that type of thing. I, that is definitely there. Yeah, I've, I have guys all the time that tell me, you know, this guy walked up to me and asked to touch my beard. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you expect that from women, but for men, tell, you know, asking other men to touch the beard, it's kind of weird, but it happens. It's really strange. We even have a slogan on the back of our shirt that says, you know, you want to touch it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but. <laughs> that is funny. Now you're talking about the workplace yeah. and you're talking about people feeling more comfortable. What about uh, white collar jobs? Are you, are you having more customers come in now who work in offices and kind of those, those white collar positions that traditionally we would think people would not have beards? Is it, is it, is it moving into that area as well? It sure is. Uh, We have a lot of big mix of people, a lot of blue collar workers and white collar workers come in. So it's definitely a mix. About 85% though of our clientele are ex-military or veterans. We call it the freedom beard Um, (laughs) or, you know, veterans that just want to come and just do something for themselves. So it does help 
I believe, with mental health as well, which is kind of our charity platform. Veterans and mental health is is something that's really, really dear to our hearts mm-hmm. and important to us. So we do a lot of charity with Ride for 22. There's a big charity event coming up here at the little bar next door to us at the Ironwood where we're going to be raising money for, for veterans. So I just feel that when someone tells you you have to do something that is unnatural most of your life and then you then you're cut free, you know, and you're able to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Most men will just grow a beard. (laughs) And if they can come here and get it taken care of, come to the beardsmith and get it taken care of, that's even, that's just a bonus. You know, you you mentioned the military and I I love what you're doing there. And I think what you say is right on the money. So I spent uh, 15 years of my life as a police officer and I saw a bunch of guys retire during that time and they would all come back and they would all have beards. Uh And then as soon as I left, that's the first thing I did too. So there is something about spending all that time not being able to, I guess, grow that that hair on your face. And now you're able to, you're going to. It just seems mandatory. Right. All right. Totally. And if you could make it look good, then that's a bonus. That is right. And speaking of that, speaking of (laughs) starting out with a beard and then making it look good, I want to take another break. And then when we come back, we've got to get into that because we definitely don't want to ignore good tips and practical advice for people who want to go down this road. Okay. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Balin Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Balin Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Balin Country at DNB Supply. For work, play, or a little bit of both this winter, stop by D&B Supply for Wrangler gear. From flannel line jeans to stylish shirts and jackets, fit for the field or a night out, Wrangler has you covered. Established in 1947 with the spirit of courageous individuality, Wrangler apparel is designed to last and look good to boot. With new styles and great fits, it's clothing that wears well no matter what the season or what life throws at it. So stop by your favorite D&B and get covered this winter in Wrangler gear. All right. Wendy. Well, let's talk about the practicality of growing a beard now. We've kind of touched on the philosophy and all the reasons why and and all of that good stuff, but let's talk about this. And I've got to ask you this question for personal selfish reasons. If you're trying to grow a beard and you're trying to grow it big and bushy or long or whatever that may be, is there just no escaping? Is Is there always going to be like maybe an awkward stage where it goes from looking good to not looking as good, then finally comes back to looking good? You know, it depends on the person. Um, beard hair is much like the hair that you have on your arms. So what happens is it's really rare for a man to be able to grow a super long beard. Mm -hmm. Um, we only have, I mean, out of the thousands of people we've seen, we only have a handful of people that have grown their beards past their chest. So most men that they grow it to a certain length and it stops and then starts to fall out and regenerate. Mm -hmm. And then we call that terminal length. So there is a point where, you know, you're, you're growing the beard. And if it gets to a point where it feels like, ooh, this looks kind of crazy, there are some things you can do to make it look really nice on the sides and stuff. And we work with the structure of a beard and lines and angles and things like that to trim it in a certain way mm-hmm. that makes it look good while it's growing out. So we'll help you achieve your goal while 
you know, you're growing your beard out. But if you're doing it just yourself, you know, there are some, some ways to kind of trim it uh, on the sides and let the front kind of in the chin area grow um, because that's what men are I call it man makeup, you know, they, they're contouring their face. It's like you're doing something different to make your face look different when you're growing a beard. It's, it's kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to explain, but, <laughs> but there are things that you can do where, where if it looks a little bit scraggly, you can just trim the sides and then make the front look a little bit, stand out a little more. Now, let's uh, talk to that person who's listening right now who they're going to grow a beard for the very first time. I mean, what should this first-time beard grower, what should they expect in the way their face feels and the reactions they're going to get from their loved ones and the way they're going to feel when they look in the mirror? Well, if someone's wanting to grow a beard for the first time, I would say if you have kind of patchy beard uh, where it doesn't grow in real strong in some places, that's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, keep it short. Don't try to grow that beard really long. If you have a patchy beard, just don't go there. Also, the neck beard, I have a two-finger rule, and that's two fingers above the Adam's apple. You want to put your, your fingers there, and that's where you want to trim, uh, you know, take a shave to is like right two fingers above the Adam's apple. You don't want to go any higher than that or lower than that. So keeping it right where your neck, joins your, what do I want to say? Well, your jawline, probably. Your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your jawline. Uh, you want to keep that kind of clean right there. But when guys go way up to their chin, um, if your beard's super short, I mean, that's okay, but we don't suggest that. If you want to grow your beard long and you have a luxurious, you know, lots of facial hair, definitely don't shave it way up above the jawline. Keep it keep it kind of longer and let that fill in because um, if you just let it go off the chin and you shave, then what's the use of having a beard? And it creates like a curtain effect and you can see through it and it looks funny. So keep that fullness going, keep the neck beard kind of cleaned up and you'll be good. Now, what about, Mm -hmm. what about reactions from loved ones? You know, that's a tough thing. Uh, most of the, the men that come and see us for the first time, their wives or girlfriends or moms send them in to us. <laughs> and they come in and they're thinking that they're making those people happy, but, but then they end, end up realizing this is actually really good for me and this is making me happy and making them happy. So, uh-huh. so I think, uh, you know, just take it with a, a grain of salt. I mean, you know, people are going to have their opinions, but just, you know, do what you want to do. This is what you were born with. Do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. That's that's what, how I feel. You know, I'm a rebel, so. <laughs> I know. I can tell already. Okay, so let's take another break. And then when we come back, I got to ask you about my situation at home. I've got I've to find a solution to a problem I'm facing with my beard, all right? All right. Mm-hmm. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB Supply. If you've got a beef with your current livestock equipment, 
Powder River handling products can change the game. Stop by DNB Supply to bring your herd up right. For over 80 years, Powder River has stood out as leaders in the livestock handling field. With continuous equipment innovation, their gear helps you work up close with your livestock safely and with minimal stress. Get a better handle on things around the ranch and stop by DNB Supply for Powder River livestock equipment. All right, Wendy. So when we went out from break, I was talking about uh, my situation at home. I've got to tell you what I got going on at home, and then you got to help me with this. All right? Okay. So okay. I would like a longer, bushier beard, uh, at least bushier. I don't know if mine will grow long or not. I certainly don't think it's ever getting below my chest. Nor do I think I'm trying to go down that road. But I would like a, a at least a bushier beard. My wife, she likes a shorter, thinner beard that does not poker, does not scratch her, all that type of stuff. So whenever I start getting mine to a length that I think, all right, I'm getting there, then she starts disliking it more and more and more. There's got to be a solution to this problem. Mm. How can I continue to grow it but still keep her happy with what's going on? What I would suggest is look at the angle on your beard and... You can grow your beard longer, and I'm not sure what kind of beard hair you have, so it it depends on what type of beard you have. Mm -hmm. That's going to determine what you can do or can't do with it. So most people, there's people that have straight beards. Their beard's not going to get very bushy. Uh, It'll just get longer. And then we have people that have really super curly beards. Mm -hmm. Their beard, they don't get long. They just kind of get bushy, you know, Mm -hmm. and so depending on what kind of beard you have, a lot of men fall right in between, kind of like a a soft kind of curly-ish and, you know, a little bit of straight in there. So, so I'm assuming that you might have a kind of that in-between type of beard. Is that in my right? Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yep. Okay, so if you have that, then that means that your angle from the top of your ear to the corner of your mouth, you take a comb and you place that angle there. If you take that same angle all the way down to where your beard ends on the side and keep that angle going from the top of the ear to the corner of the mouth, just take it down to where the beard has grown to, you want to, if you have hair kind of in, you know, that's, I guess, uh, not angled there, then you'd want to create that angle so that the front of the beard is a little bit longer than than you know creating kind of that nice jawline angle, and that fixes things for a lot of women because women want it's it's a weird thing that I found women want to see an oval shape that's attractive to most humans is an oval shape right mm-hmm. so okay. like you take your face and you're looking at your, your whole face. The oval shape is more attractive. If you are really round looking and the sides are really puffy, women don't really like that very much. And if it's kind of more squarish or something, then, you know, it's off for them. So creating more of that oval shape will kind of fix those things for you. And that's kind of what we do. Now, I have, I think my beard is slow growing. Like compared to some of my friends and family members, it certainly is slow growing. And so it takes me some time to put some growth on the beard. 
And it seems like whenever I start to get good growth on it, I've got something coming up, like a speaking engagement or something like that. I've got to fly across the country and speak or something like that. And all of a sudden, I feel like i got to trim this up because I've got to be in this professional setting up in front of people and, and talking and stuff like that. If I came to you, could you make it look good so like three days later when I was speaking to people, I wouldn't have to trim it at all, but I, I would look professional? Oh, definitely. That's what we specialize in is doing that. We do that for so many people and it will still, so the trick when you go to a barber to get your beard trimmed Mm -hmm. is to communicate, you know, Hey, I want to keep my length. Can you just, you know, sharpen my beard up, just sharpen it up, shape it up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but keep my length or keep whatever it is that you really like about your beard. You need to express that and make sure that the barber understands and then you know have a barber not necessarily use a big pair of clippers on your beard if you don't want to take a lot off using scissors over comb or trimmer over comb is kind of the best way to trim a beard uh, so that you can keep the shape looking really nice and crisp that's kind of what people really like when they're going to a speaking engagement or they're Mm -hmm. you know working or whatever it is um it's just that's what's best, I think. So if I so. if I came to you and and I got it all shaped perfect, uh-huh. but then I had to catch a plane the next yep. day and and speak the day after that or something like that, then how long would it would I be able to maintain that sharpness and that shape until I needed to come back or until I kind of lost it? It it got kind of dull, I guess, for lack of better lack of a better word. It usually stays with you for about a month. Oh, good. Most men, it's around a month or so. If your beard is really slow growing, it's about, you know, six weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys come and see us every six weeks. I have guys that come, you know, every week, you know, yeah. <laughs> that want to keep it really, you know, sharp. But, you know, the average guy is about uh, a month, about okay. four week, four to six weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One more break. One more break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about caring for your beard at home and the different products and the things that we should be doing. Okay. Okay. Know what boots work as hard as you do? Georgia boots. Available to try on for size at D&B Supply. If you're on your feet all day, Georgia boots knows the feeling. That's why they've designed exclusive comfort systems that cushion and support down to the bottom of your soles. While on the surface, they shield you from tough conditions with one of the most durable leathers out there. See why they earned the nickname of America's Hardest Working Boots and pick up a pair of Georgia boots at your favorite D&B Supply. After a long day on your feet, nothing feels better than slipping into some Twisted X moccasins. So pick up a pair at D&B Supply. These aren't your ordinary shoes. With roots in Western boots, Twisted X creates handcrafted, comfortable moccasins that stand out from the pack. They capture the spirit of the American West from the design down to the soles. Find your new favorite comfort shoes with a pair of Twisted X moccasins available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Wendy. Well, we've talked all about the reasons for having a beard and, and all of that type of stuff. But for somebody who's who's coming home or starting off with a beard or they want to do better with it, how can they take care of it? What should they be doing to care for their beard? Well, what I would suggest is using a high quality product like our beard grease, which is a it's a combination of beard oil and a beard balm. So we call it a hybrid beard oil, beard balm. And um, we call it beard grease. So one of our clients actually named it that. 
So it's it's kind of fun. Actually, our clients named almost all of our our different scented beard greases. So, and they asked us to develop the different scents that we've developed. So using that, it just creates a really healthy place for your beard to grow. So if you just put some uh, of a the beard grease in your beard on your face, you know, emulsify it in your hands and then put it on your face, it'll actually help kind of keep your skin nice and moisturized, Mm -hmm. condition the the hair on your face condition, and then uh, it will help with taming as well. So you kind of have those three things that will help the beard kind of develop in a natural kind of more healthy way. So that's that's what I would suggest is using something like that. If you don't like a kind of an oil-based product, it's really great to, we have a product that we developed called the Beard Bar, mm-hmm. and it's like a beard shampoo um, that's especially fortified for the beard, hair, and the face. Everything is all natural, so you don't want to use anything with chemicals. So it really helps to, you know, soften the beard without having the oil deposits uh, left on your beard if you don't want to use something after the shower. Use it in the shower and then a conditioner that we have developed as well is very helpful. And then using like a a beard brush or a beard comb Mm -hmm. is really helpful as well. So we have wooden brushes that are really nice that don't have like a little bulb on the end to pull the hair out with. Okay. And stay away from plastic products. Wooden brushes and wooden combs are kind of the best to use. So I would suggest that because the um, the natural oils adhere to the wood. And then when you put it through and brush uh, the beard, it actually is nice and, and slick. It won't pull the beard hair out. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of keep your beard, you know, looking nice. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I would suggest. I was I was going through your website and I was looking at all the different beard greases. How do you pick which one you want? Is it is it by the way it works, by the type of beard hair you have, or is it scent? I mean, how do you choose? So the way that uh, you should choose is if you read, you know, like the haymaker, it's kind of like a, it has a description of what the scent is. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to take a chance and try it, you know, and then we do have sample packs as well so that you can get the little uh, half ounces where you can try the different scents, but it's really, it's all the same formula. It's just different scents. The bootleg is super popular because it has, uh, we make our own essential oil with with cherry, tobacco, and a really good whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so we cure that over about six months in oils, and that creates our own essential oil that, we, that we've that we added to the bootleg beard grease. So it's, it smells really good if you like whiskey and, and pipe tobacco scent. Then the others are, you know, that some have high notes, some have low notes. The Wunderlust is a uh, citrus eucalyptus blend. So you kind of have to just take a chance and try them. Okay. All the different scents, but each one is the same recipe. So it all does the same thing. So they all perform the same. It's just a matter of preference from the scent. Yes. Okay. Now I found That's something. Correct. I found uh-huh. something uh, something on your website I've never ever seen before, and I read the description, and that is the whiskey beard sticks. I'm fascinated by this. Can you talk about those yeah. a little bit? Yes. Um, so there's a story behind that. The whiskey beard stick is actual actually Palo Santo wood, and it's something that you can use in your home to 
kind of like you would if you lit uh, sage. It's kind of like a sage clearing kind of wood, but it's it's the Palo Santo wood from Central America, and it's uh, sustainably harvested. It just when you light it and then you blow the flame out and you put it under your beard and you let the smoke fill your beard, it's a natural scent that is kind of like a campfire at first. And then it, as it kind of dissipates, it smells like um, roasted coconut. Really? So it's just a natural way to scent your beard. And it's amazing. A lot of guys, they like to use it because they don't want to reapply beard grease. So they... They use it after eating like a big burger with like onions or something. And that, you know, a lot of scents stay in your beard, right? Yeah. So it just clears that out real quick for you. And it's it's kind of fun too. Really? That sounds fun. I want to try that. And I don't know. I, I got to see how all this yeah. stuff has got to be tested at home with, with a wife, if you have a wife or a girlfriend at home. Uh, definitely. It definitely <laughs> helps if you have a significant other that has a, an opinion. You definitely want to try it with them and ha- see what they think. Yes, absolutely. So. Well, this has been great. For people yeah. who want more information, because by the way, I've barely scratched the surface of all the information you have on your website. For people who want more information, they want to read your blog or whatever it may be, where should they go? So they should go to thebeardsmith.com. So it's thebeardsmith.com. Dot com. Then the products, you can go in the products section and, and read all about our products. There's also an FAQ page that is really interesting and kind of tells a little bit more about our story, you know, answers some questions and there's some funny things in the FAQ as well. Then there's also like a, a page that talks about our barbershop and the scheduling and things like that. So it's great. My my uh, partner Jeff he he actually designed the whole website himself. He's a software developer, so he did all of that. Okay, well, it looks great, and hey, I had a great time talking about all this stuff. I'm very excited that uh, we can find your stuff at DNB Supply now. That's that's great for me, and uh, yeah. great, great for everybody else out there to be able to find your stuff all all around the place. And I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you uh, doing this interview. It's really great. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.